Hey guys, my name is Sufo. I'm Marvin. And welcome to Tell Me About Tell Me About Hosted by Sufo and Marvin. Hey guys, I'm Sufo. I'm Marvin. And welcome to TMA. Uh, it's been a little bit uh, it's been a while since we've had a guest on our podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest. We've known him since first year of university. Uh, go ahead. Kian, introduce yourself. So I'm Kian. Hi, everyone. Uh, first of all, thank you, Marvin and Sufal, for having me. So yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, no, no. See, okay, okay. Uh, this is okay. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit from the. But we were actually on. So Kian, we're gonna talk about this more today. But um, so what was it? So Kian runs Sci Section, right? Yeah. And Sci Section, I think back then, I mean, even now, they they interview a bunch of people who are involved in science, right? Yeah. Um, and Sufal, we we went on as people who both breakdance and did uh, and were undergraduate science students. So Kion had us really early on into his uh, whole recording journey with Sci Section. And at some point, we had to have him back on. Like, you know, we had yeah, to like right? return the favor. Returning the favor. You know, you had us on, now we'll have you on. Yeah. 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 So we're yeah. actually recording this podcast uh, very socially distanced. This is our first virtual. It's the first virtual podcast we're actually recording. Um, so if the audio seems a little bit different, it's because we're compiling audio from Keon's device and our regular microphones. Um, yeah. And me and Marvin are together right here and Keon's in his room, comfortably sitting, even with all the delays. So uh, let's start off with our, our first question we ask everyone. It's uh, if you're in an elevator... <laughs> It's an elevator pitch question. If you're in an elevator with someone you want to impress, maybe me, maybe somebody way better than me because no need to impress me. Um, what would you say? Like it, it, like a 30-second spiel. It can be about what you do, what you're, you're doing right now, whatever it may be. Oh, uh, first of all, I think I, because I'm a big introvert, I wouldn't talk. <laughs> in an elevator you you just look at them. It's um, someone you want to impress. It's but, like but Elon I, Musk in the elevator. Right. Just chilling there. <laughs> but if I really had to, I would just try to be funny because I think that is the best kind of impression you can make. I would probably tell them about the kind of pet owner that I am. So like when I was, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, I used to have this uh, pet turtle, uh, like these tiny ones. And then uh, so once I was changing the water, so I had to put the turtle like I was doing it in my backyard. I had to put it outside. Yeah. And then for some reason, while I was not noticing, the turtle just like went down the soil. No. And then, <laughs> so I came, I realized I couldn't find it. And then once I did, I realized that it's dead. No. So it was kind of like, <laughs> so it was like a suicide. So my pet committed suicide. No, that's so sad. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so I don't know what does that say about me and owning pets. But yeah, I think that's a bit funny. You, you, know, you know what's yeah. funny? This is actually not the first time I've heard this story. Because when I met Kion, very early on, this is a story he told me. So this is actually fairly <laughs> yes, accurate. Yeah. I was like, yeah, someone yes, was yeah. bad at owning turtles. <laughs> it was Kion. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you where you want to start, Sufal. My first part was going to be, how do we know him? Um, I feel like we need to do a little bit more of intro. You want to do a background? Maybe we should yeah. get an overview of Kion uh, first. Bit, yeah. So everyone so, knows kind of what's up. So uh, how do we start with this? Okay, Kion, uh, what's your program? Where, where do you go? Like, I mean, we know this information, right. but the listeners so, don't. Like a summary of, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm studying neuroscience at McMaster. And yeah. So yeah, but what else should I talk yeah, about? I mean, yeah, uh, you're a uh, third year going, or you're third year right now, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So what do you got, Marvin? What, what do you want to okay. ask? See, the, the natural segue would be to talk about neuroscience. Do you want to go down that route or do you want to go down the, like, history of how we met him first let's talk like about how we met I... okay okay i'm gonna ask you to go first then like do you remember how you met i guess myself and how you met sufo like what's your what's your memory of how this whole thing came to be right so the I, the first time i met you guys i think it was marvin so i was taking um math 1lt3 which is like uh, one of first year calculus courses at mcmaster then that was actually the first year that we were doing like a recruitment for sci section and then once I was checking uh, my email, I noticed we had an email from someone who was sitting in my lecture room two rows behind and <laughs> knew, knew, knew about Sci-Section and wanted to be involved. Uh, 
So first it was really funny to me because the lecture room for that course was like really small. So it was interesting to see, oh, there is someone in that classroom who has like the same passions and everything. So yeah, once I uh, went back to my class, I tried to look for him. I just noticed this guy who was sitting in second row, but was really quiet and was just like in his phone. And then I tried to approach him, but but I realized, oh, maybe it's not him. <laughs> and then again, <laughs> I realized it actually was not him. So it was someone else. Um, oh, really? So yeah, right. So yeah, I, I just went to that second row and then, I, yeah, I realized it was Morvan. And then we started talking. Um, yeah, and with Sufal, I think the first time, like I met him was in Clubfest. Like we were yeah, talking yeah, I, about. I remember talking to uh, you for a bit. Right. We were talking about Biomod, but I didn't know you back then. Yeah. Uh, and but like the formal like formally meeting Sufal was in Sapker competition. So just yeah. like getting to know each other, working together, yeah. Yeah, and then we had yeah. a few classes here and there in between. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. we had the stats. <laughs> yeah. Ditching lectures together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to actually of anyone I could give credit to for being like one of the founders of uh TMA, I'd actually have to say it's Kion because okay. I think I talked about this in a really old episode, but because you're doing a, uh, like, sort of your radio show, right? Sci Section's a radio show. Um, and I, I applied for that. And then I think at some point I was like, wait, but I really want to do a podcast, right? Because I ended up not, I'm not currently, I'm not part of Sci Section at all. But because I'm not part of Sci Section, that's why TMA exists, guys. Like, yeah. Because I, I, I wouldn't have time to do both. So it's crazy how Keon's small choice is like, okay. You know what? I'm doing side section, and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do TMA. So, almost, if if you're listening to this, this is hugely in part to Kion, right? His idea of side section and radio show is why TMA exists right now. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so I give you a lot of credit. Um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I guess going back to the question we had earlier, you're actually the first neuroscience student we had on. We've never had most people what study chemistry. Wait, so you fall chemistry we've had on? Uh, we've had chemistry, uh, physical chemistry. What did Anson study? Biology, uh, math? Anson was in biology. Right. But we've not delved into this realm. And I I mean, I, to be fair, yeah, I, I know neuroscience is a really small program. Like, you have, what, 20 students or something? Um, But I guess, just to start off, I guess, yeah, what drew you to the major of neuroscience? Like, you know, because um, I think first year we all were picking. So, yeah, what was your what was the reason you picked neuroscience as your degree? Right. I can't really say that, uh, like, I was drawn to neuroscience. For sure, I enjoy the topics. Um, but uh, choosing neuroscience as my major was probably a strategic decision rather than something that I just wanted to do. Uh, because uh, as someone who has English as their second language, I had to make sure that my course load has a balance between memorization and also uh, kind of practice or mathematics uh, mm. kind of courses and neuroscience was the best option because it gave me the opportunity to first of all have biology chemistry psychology and also it gave me the opportunity to have math and physics uh, so it was kind of like a strategic decision for me to have that balance and be able to manage uh, my courses yeah wow that but was actually general... yeah, sorry. No, yeah. So, but generally speaking the Neuro, like the concept of neuroscience itself is also really interesting to me and um, like there are other majors as well that give that could have given me the chance to do both memorization courses and uh, kind of like mathematical kind of courses so we have a program biology and math or I'm pretty sure there are more programs that give that kind of balance but between them I found neuroscience to be the most interesting and yeah that's why I'm here <laughs> That was a really good explanation as to like why you chose neuroscience. Yeah, that's the first right. time I've heard anybody discuss like like being like ESL, right? You have to take factor in memorization is difficult, so you want to have a balance. That's really in depth. You've really enlightened my mind there. Right. Actually, I'm I'm a bit curious. Uh, I'll go more towards the international student. I mean, I guess Sufala, you have questions about being an international student, but uh, I guess first when you're going to university, was life science your first choice? Like, because you you said you already didn't pick neuroscience just because you love neuroscience, you kind of had a strategic move. So what was your sort of thought even before university? Like, was life science your first choice? Or what were you thinking of even going to life science? Right. So it was a bit uh, odd the way I chose my major because uh, 
So when I came to Canada, I came here. So I finished my high school in my country and I came here and I was late for university applications. So I had to do my grade 12 uh, again in Canada. And I thought it would be a good decision. And it was actually a good decision because it helped me make my uh, English a bit better, like my academic English a bit better. Uh, but that decision came with a lot of uh, factors. So graduating from a high school in Ontario requires you to do the OSSLT test. Yeah. Uh, I had to do the English proficiency test as a, as an ESL. I had to do um, 40 hours of volunteer work. Oh, wow, uh, within a year. And as an ESL student, I also had to pass some English courses from grade 10 and before in order to be able to sit with everyone in the same class. And because of this, I I was just focusing on surviving uh, instead of putting a lot of attention to my future. So when the time came, I was just like choosing university just for the sake of going to university. And the first uh, program that uh, I saw it's just like a simple Google search was life sciences. Uh, so I actually didn't know about kinesiology. I didn't know about health sciences. Uh, so I just chose life sciences. I chose U of T, McMaster and York University. Uh, and then, yeah, so from there, I proceeded into having uh, a major. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Quick question. Were all the programs you're applying to still in the science realm or were there other interests as well? No, they were all sciences because I always wanted to be involved with science so life sciences was the only option that I had so I I just thought that it's only life sciences and engineering but I wasn't aware that there are many more programs kind of like again like medical radiation kinesiology uh, yeah there are a lot of programs but I just happened to know two of them and that were those were life sciences and engineering yeah uh, yeah but looking at it now I wish uh, I had someone who could have guided me uh, through the way which again I don't I'm not like expecting anything because I had to figure out a lot of things back then uh, and yeah but yeah if I could go back I would have probably looked into into more options yeah I find with a lot of people that like you know I'm not necessarily regret but um, when they're like oh you know I kind of wish I knew this when I was younger it's always like even I say this all the time like I kind of wish I had somebody to guide me back then like, even the simple words like oh yo right. by the way other than this, you have these other options. Just Google it. Just telling me to Google it would have made such an effect to my future. Right. Oh, yeah. see, I think, what was that program? I, I, the I, I, I Yes. Yeah. Okay, see, because Sufal and I, we're both I in met. science, right? But there was that one program which we both wish we knew about earlier, which was the, I think, I think who is it? Um, I forget. Someone in, someone in uh, McMasterson Bio's in it, right? The, the biomedical engineering degree at McMaster. I biomed, yeah, yeah. I biomed. Yeah, that's super cool. We wish we did that. Yeah, like I, I specifically applied to uh, biomedical engineering programs and like life science programs. I didn't know there was an in-between like that at McMaster. I would have gone for it if I knew it existed. But yeah, it's just one of those things cool where program. I didn't have anyone to guide me. I just didn't happen to fall upon it. So I didn't even think about it, right? It wasn't within my yeah. realm until I was like <laughs> second year or first year, late sec first year. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's such a cool program. <laughs> so, um, Kion, so I know you're an international student. So, like, what kind of difficulties have you faced as, like, an international student? Whether it's, like, things political, such as discrimination, or just simple things like, you know, not understanding how something works. Right. So, I am an ESL student, uh, but I wouldn't be able to represent, like, the international student community because... Uh, so I'm so I'm a resident uh, in Canada. Yeah. But still, as an uh, ESO student, to me personally, I guess I could summarize the whole struggle in one word, and that would be language. For sure, there are many more uh, challenges. The most, uh, the hardest one probably being uh, being homesick, uh, missing your friends, starting a new life. But I think, uh, professionally speaking. Or even not professional, just like generally speaking, language would be the most important one for me, because uh, it again like choosing my major as I mentioned like was a strategic de uh, decision. But if I didn't have that language barrier, I could have chosen something that I just mm -hmm. wanted to do uh, instead of choosing something because of uh, the language barriers, or uh, even something as sim as simple as making friends. Uh, that language is also involved in that because 
the way I was taught English was a super formal way. Yeah. And that is to meet someone and say hello, and when you are like leaving someone, say goodbye. Yeah. But in a normal informal conversation, no one really says goodbye. So a lot of people just say like peace. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> like, uh, right, just like things like that. It might seem normal, like you guys just know this by heart. When to say peace, when to say talk to you later. But but to me, so I have to think about it. So because I was taught to say goodbye,、mm. so I have to think about when to say these、uh, informal、uh, kind of methods of talking. So and I think that really affects、uh, making friends and communicating with people and. Uh, we started by talking about making impressions. Yeah.、Um, I think this is also involved in making impressions because if you speak English、uh, as your second language, you will you are looked at differently compared to your native peers.、Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily. I'm not saying that that would affect your professional presence, but that would create some、uh, assumptions about you. The fact that.、Uh, You wouldn't be good at some stuff, and the most important one being communication. So, if you have a job that requires great communication skills, if you are an ESL student, you are not the first option. Yeah.、Uh, and and many things like that.、Uh, everything that I said is not to say that I'm like ungrateful.、Uh, it it was my decision to come here, and I knew I was aware of the fact that I would be an English as second language、mm-hmm. student.、Uh, But、uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I、oh, actually、know? have a quick comment on that. It's it's funny because a lot of people, I have this saying. Pretty much, you can come from a foreign country, like somewhere where English is a second language or a third language. You learn very proper English. Like technically, if you look at English as a language itself, at its root, you learn very good English, proper English, and you come here. But what we determine as good English or being able to communicate is like a toned down version of English with slang and like you know improper Local, usage、right? of words, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like you coming here and speaking proper English, or anybody coming here and speaking proper English is almost seen as, oh, you don't know how to speak English, even though you probably speak it better、well, than you、like、do. You don't speak. Oh my god, I feel so bad. You don't speak our English.、Almost. You don't speak. Yeah, it's like it's almost like dialects. You know, you someone might not fully understand another dialect, and it's literally the same thing with English. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, okay, I was gonna now. Okay, now before my question, I have a comment on your comments, Zufal. Which is for me, like everyone. I mean, a lot of people know my Mandarin is absolute garbage. But one of the toughest things was when I was learning Mandarin. I only learned through books rather than speaking, right? And because of that, even though I was talking with people, it was, it sounds super weird. Like people were kind of like, "Let's write," but it's not. It's like it's just not right, right? If、it's、you know what right, I mean. It's right, but it's not normal. Yeah,、um, yeah. So and because I wasn't talking a lot with my family, they didn't teach me how to speak almost like properly, right? Like I knew what the words were. But not, I didn't know how to put them in a way that was like of conversation tone, right?、Yeah. Um, but anyways, on the note of being an inter- international student, I guess I mean now you've been here for a few years, and I guess like you kind of, you know, you kind of settled in. So I was wondering if I guess you could sort of explain、uh, one how you ended up choosing Canada because you ch- explained how you chose McMaster, but I know we talked before there was a lot of different options coming from what, Iran, right?、Um, and then two, if you have any advice for people who are Who are international students on where they should be studying? Right.、Um, so coming to Canada was not a decision that I made. So、uh, my my dad actually applied for immigration process to come to Canada when I was I think in grade five,、uh, but because of the odd political situation of the country that I come from,、uh, the immigration process took so long. So that I graduated from high school, and then our immigration worked.、Um, so I kind of forgot about the fact that we were coming to Canada. And when it happened, it was kind of a bit surprising.、Um, but generally speaking, I think、um, Canada is a great choice. Would be a great choice for international students because Canada itself is made up of a multicultural community.、Um, so you would feel less alone,、uh, if that makes sense. So here I have I have had a chance to meet a lot of people, and when I meet someone who has come from my country, and when we speak with、uh, my first language, it definitely feels good, and it it feels less lonely, because that feeling of being homesick、uh, it definitely is really challenging, and the fact that、um, 
Okay, this might not be a good analogy, but I really compare it to losing someone. Uh, like when you immigrate and like leave people behind, I kind of compare it to losing someone because uh, with uh, losing someone, you sometimes get sad because they always used to be there, but they're not there anymore. And immigration is the same thing. So there are some people that I used to like live close by, just like family members that were always there and I never thought about like missing them or just like having them around. But with immigration, you just don't have them there anymore. Uh, and then, so that is a challenging component. And as time passes, you will just like feel distance from them. You kind of like grow, grow apart from them. Uh, so that's again, like that factor of being homesick, I think is really important. And the fact that Canada is multicultural really helps with that. So you can meet people who speak your first language. Um, it, again, it would just feel less lonely. And with choosing university, uh, I chose McMaster because uh, it allowed me to challenge myself to live without my parents. I immigrated to Canada with my parents, but still I never had that opportunity to live by myself. Mm. Uh, McMaster allowed me to have to live by myself and have a roommate as an only child having a roommate was odd <laughs> because i had to be in the same room i had to share a room i had to share some things with other people and uh yeah so that was a good learning experience although it was challenging but i liked the challenge because i knew what i was getting into uh, and i wanted to do that intentionally to challenge myself and make sure that i can live by my by myself and uh, just like having a roommate and stuff, yeah. But uh, I think all universities are the same. So it depends on what you prefer. So if someone is really into like rankings, reputation, they might choose University of Toronto. If they are just like looking to live far from their home, they might look into other options. But I guess generally speaking, all universities here are really good. Yeah, I find with yeah. a lot of people with their recommendations for university or their reasons for going to universities are either very general but they're like small details like, oh, you know, I had a, I went there like on a campus trip once. I really like the architecture. That's why I went to McMaster. Like, you know, small reasons like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Okay. First of all, I got to commend you on, I guess, I don't know how to say this without like sounding like a super fanboy. But like the, when I, even before you knew me, I already knew who you were because in lectures, Kion was always the guy who would ask such good questions. I even remember, like, one, I think it was chem, like, our first or second chem. Hyun actually sat right next to me, right? He didn't know what it was, but I was like, wow, this guy, he's going places. Like, I would, just looking at you, I wouldn't have been like, oh, like, he's not confident, he's not independent. Like, you were that guy in class who was like, I want to be like him. Like, he is so, what, I don't know what he's doing on the side, I don't know what his grades are like, but I feel like whatever he's doing, he knows what he wants. He, like, you know, like, I feel like I'm fanboy right here, but, like, I don't know. So you feel like, do you feel the same? Like, Keanu really? No, I, I absolutely understand. It's like, there's a sense of like direction and confidence that Keon kind of like puts out. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely like, it's role modeling. It's like, I want to be that. Yeah, I, I think people, <laughs> I think, okay, guys, if you're looking for a role model, I'm just saying Keon's like not too bad of a candidate, <laughs> right? Like, if, if you have a role uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I, yeah. It's really interesting to know uh, the way. Uh, like I would look from outside, but again, like from inside, like things are different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, thank you so much for your kind words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess well, okay. Well, I guess if we're on the on the topic, oh, Sufal, do you want to ask this one? I I mean, we can go right into this if you want to. Oh, okay, yeah. Other, unless you want to do this one more. <laughs> like, we, uh, <laughs> we have listeners. We have questions prepared right yeah, now. That's yeah. why. So uh, I'm gonna read this straight off. All right, tell me about. Oh, wow. We just said our podcast name there. Tell me about how, like, Section started. What was the goal of it? Who is it for? And how did you go from, like, you know, just a two students, a pair of students to a nationwide team? Like, I know recently you guys apprised for, I think, I forgot which competition the was. CURC. The Canadian Undergraduate Research Competition, yeah, right? Yeah, CURC. Like, like, one of the prizes is even being interviewed. So, like, how huge, did that development yeah. happen? Right. So... Uh, the coming of side section is a long story. So it was just like me hanging around in the mosque when I was in first year, like the McMaster Student Center. Uh, and then I came across this booth from the radio station on campus. And they had a paper in their booth, like on the table that said, have your own show. Um, 
just like right at that moment, I knew this was really interesting. Uh, because going back, even when I was a child, so the education system uh, in my country is a bit different. Like we are only expected to study and get marks and then continue. So no one is doing any like extracurriculars, mm-hmm. clubs. So there's no nothing like that. So if someone is doing it, they're just like doing for just for themselves, like as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, and my hobby when I was, I don't know, in middle school was blogging. Uh, oh. Okay. Like I, yeah. <laughs> so I spent a lot a long time uh, was blogging, and my blog was kind of like a lifestyle. So I used to like share all these like lifestyle tips, uh, things like that, and I it was kind of like my passion project. Um, and then even going back, uh, I was just obsessed with publishing a book. Uh, so when I was like a child, I I had like this short story written in a Word document on my computer, and it, and I just like used to design covers for it, uh, just imagining this would get published. And my parents noticed this, and they actually helped me publish that book. I think I was twelve or something. What twelve? You um, published? I need to get my hands right, on yeah, a copy uh, of this book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a short, really, uh, I don't know, maybe like forty pages short story. And it, it is in English and it's translated to Farsi. So it's all in one book. Um, but it, I was just like obsessed with the idea of being published. So I don't know. It's, it was just in me. Like it, it has always been in me to just like do something and make share the work with every, everyone else and just like put it out there. Um, so yeah, so it has always been in me. And coming across that paper in the CFMU booth on campus was also that moment. It's just always in me to do things like that, just like media, uh, blogging, uh, and I knew I wanted to do it. But for some reason, I decided to not because it was my first semester and I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to manage the workload. Uh, and again, uh, I didn't want to do it alone because uh, it would have been crazy. So I just waited for a while until I met Sherry. Shout out to her. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I met with her in my Psych 1x03 tutorial. She is actually, so now that you were talking about chemistry, so she is also that kind of person who like talks a lot in lectures. So like in our tutorial uh, room, she talked a lot and her voice is actually, her tone is so nice. Like I was, I've always been a big fan of her voice. Um, So yeah, we became fast friends. I proposed the opportunity to her and she was down. then we started developing the idea of having a show that just talks about science because uh, we were both passionate about it and it was radio show, so it would have been something cool. Uh, but then once we submitted it to station, they get, get they got back to us and said um, they already have a show that's doing science. So we had to change things a bit and we made it applied sciences. So what we did was we... Uh, started to talk about applied aspect of uh, aspects of science in our show, so something that people could care about. Uh, if they are having a coffee in the day, it doesn't matter if they are a science student or a business student. They need to know some facts about that coffee and how it affects their life. What is the half life of that coffee? When should they have the coffee? When should they not have the coffee? So yeah, we decided to uh, like look into the applied aspects of things. Uh, and then, yeah, so uh, this, uh, we proceeded into the second, uh, like the late, like the second half of my second semester and reali- we realized that it was too much work. Um, so just out of being lazy and wanting to do less work, we wanted to have someone else joining the team so we could have like a segment of the show with uh, uh, with a specific focus on interviews. Uh, then we started to put out an application and we actually got a good response. Like we were not expecting that, but we got a good response and we managed to add two people to the team. Uh, and then from there, things changed a bit because uh, we we, inter- we did like some interviews with, uh, we like to call them like celebrity professors <laughs> on campus. Oh my God, Joe Kim. Oh, Kim. Right, <laughs> exactly. So... So we started to interview like people like Joe Kim that everyone loves, um, or like Michelle could do. Mm. Uh, yeah, oh, and Monica them. can't forget about Monica. Right, uh, and at the same time we were developing a social media, and on our social media we started to share some like mental health uh, information about just like sharing some good quotes, inspirational quotes, and then for some reason it worked. Um, 
and people were like pay, like noticing it and paying attention um then from there it just like uh it was like kind of like one thing after the other then we had the opportunity like the child health conference uh from McMaster uh from like the health sciences department they reached out to us and they wanted to like collaborate uh, so they had their winners uh come to our show to present their work and then, yeah, so it, it, like it started from a, a science radio show, but then it got like, it became more than that. So now we had a social media, we were doing like outreach initiatives. Uh, so we thought it's a good time to expand this and make it into something that's like a STEM outreach organization that just happens to do a radio show. Uh, and that's what we did during this past summer. So we decided to expand our team. Uh, and right now we have... Uh, 30 people on the team uh, we have uh, close to 18 journalists from almost all Canadian universities and also three journalists from uh, California mm. and we also have a team now that's dedicated to just outreach and one of our initiatives is actually uh, what you guys talked about so the CURC Kirk competition which is a, a Canada-wide research competition and with that we are hoping to just like again reach our goal of connecting people to science but in a different medium we used to do it with a radio show but now it's a research competition mm -hmm. and we hope to have uh more uh initiatives like that oh wow that's, that's yeah. that exponential growth yeah that's crazy i mean okay wait i've i have so many questions i don't know which one to start with okay um i guess my first one is okay so Keon, you're kind of like spearheading this whole this whole movement right like it at least in my my view like Kian's like one of the you know the people who started this. You had told me about your dream, so I'm curious. Like I I loved hearing about organization and productivity. I just want to know how do you manage so many people? Like now it's I I personally can't imagine having a nationwide team. You have university students, high school students as well. Like just tell me a bit, a bit about like how you you're able to manage everything. Right. So uh, I really believe in the fact that nothing can be taught by theory so i see a lot of videos for example on youtube talking about gaining leadership skills or i don't know about like productivity or things like that they are for sure really inspirational but i don't think they would be effective so something like leadership is not something that someone can t teach you um, so uh, for myself i can say that i'm just like learning as i'm doing it so with having people on the team it's it is actually a good practice for me to gain that le uh, leadership experience and i've had uh my own ups and downs as well so um not everything is going smooth all the time and sometimes you have to confront uh people about uh the work or not putting enough work uh, but yes uh and it definitely is challenging in terms of uh like timing uh because again like um as oh, you wow. mentioned like handling university yeah. other extracurriculars and also science section sometimes is a lot and especially because we have now uh, a lot of kind of like departments like we have outreach journalism and each of them have like different requirements uh so i would really like to have someone to help me with the leadership um but I, I'm just like think I'm trying to think of a way to have someone uh, helping me with this because I no matter what I want to be involved with every step and I want to uh, like see the end product before it goes like live. Um, so I either have to change the way I look at things or just like have someone join me with the team who has the same vision. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right, so you fully okay. I I know you're gonna like this question. Okay, so this is kind of a two-part question, which is, one, where do you sort of see, um, I guess, size section going in the future? Because you you guys have done huge, like, it's what, only less than two years, right? And you yeah. guys are huge. Like, before it was, you're, you're, I remember you asked Sufal Night, oh, do you guys want to be on? And now it's, everyone wants to be on size section. Everyone wants to talk about size section, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess you have done radio shows, you're doing the interviews now, right? The short interviews. Do you see size section expanding to any other mediums maybe like a podcast you know i'm just curious like because i know you're a fan of a bunch of different media so where's the future size section going right so first of all i mean we, when we had you guys it was also super cool because the fact that you guys do break dancing and also are science students it's just like really fascinating to me so it's not like so before like what someone from outside of science might might 
think is that oh if someone like wants to do science they're just like always burying their head in books yeah memorizing molecules or just like have a favorite element <laughs> but but so what i uh, what i really liked about you guys was the fact that you do break dancing really well um uh, i i saw the ted talk video as well oh yeah <laughs> that was so cool, cool. <laughs> yeah so yeah you guys do break dancing and at the same time um our science students. That was really cool for me. Uh, and with the future of science section, uh, I honestly have not thought about it. We are just like playing it by ear for now, just like going forward. Yeah. Uh, but I would definitely like to see it branch out into um, other, you know, uh, other universities. So kind of like a club within each university. Again, not because it's what I want it to go where it's not because i want it to go there but it's because it's too much work right now so it's, mm. it will be good to have people to manage it from different places of the you country wanna, in a lower scale you want to yeah. pass the crown on a little bit yeah <laughs> break right. it up and pass well, i mean it eventually you're going to graduate right yeah so right. and your your priorities might change so right. someone you know you still want it to exist and have a legacy right so i'm not looking at it as a club for myself i'm kind of looking at it as a passion project similar to my blog so it's not like I want to leave it behind and give it to someone else. Like I want to keep working on it no matter where I'm going. Mm. But it's it's just with different scales. So I might might end up again, like as I mentioned, have someone join me to lower the workload. Mm-hmm. So I mean, since we're on the topic of you know uh, graduating a little bit, like w- what do you plan to do after? Uh, I'm you have what one more year left after this right. year? Your third yes. year, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Honestly, no idea. <laughs> it, <laughs> That's exactly yeah, what I would is. say. Yeah, I really don't know what to do. Like, yeah. there are options available, but I, but I don't know. Each of them comes with its own pros and cons, so yeah. I, it's just confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I think no matter what you pick, I think any sort of professional school or any place you're working at, would they, they'd benefit a lot from you. Um. I don't know. It's like there's not too many people more ambitious. Like Kian's so ambitious sometimes, where even I'm like, whoa, I don't, I don't know if it's possible. But obviously, I'm wrong. So, um, I guess between, I guess there's a few choices. So, I mean, the most common for science students is either, uh, if you have co-op, some people find employment with co-op. Uh, other people look for a master's or PhD, and other people look at professional schools. So, sort of like if you were to do. I guess, further education in research. What would you like to research on? If you were to do a professional program, what kind of professional program would you be interested in? Right. Um, so if I have to, uh, so I can answer this in two ways. Are we like bringing in like career-wise financial stability into it? Or if, if, um, if, if you want stability. to. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah. Right. So if I have to ignore career stability or like any, any other factor into it, and if it's just based on what I like, it would probably be within, again, the field of neuroscience, but I like one part of it, and that is called neurophilosophy. Um, yeah. And that is Wait, a combination can... of neuroscience and philosophy, which I personally am a big fan of. Uh, so one of the cool things that's happening uh, within neurophilosophy is tackling questions that have always been raised by religions, uh, but with a scientific view. Something like the concept of afterlife, or uh, the concept of karma, things like that. It's really interesting to see how science is involved. Um, so one thing that I can talk about, for example, is and would probably be interested in pursuing is the neuroscience of afterlife. Uh, I did a project on this, and it was really interesting to look at it with a scientific view. And what they were doing is they were talking to patients who were coming from death, uh, So patients who had a near-death experience. um, And when they were talking to them, they realized that all of them are talking about the same uh, stuff. That is seeing a white light, seeing light coming from the end of the tunnel, uh, or seeing a loved one, seeing a religious figure, uh, or being really happy, being in a good state. And so scientific evidence is coming clear about these stuff. And one thing I can say, for example, about... um, seeing white light so i read this somewhere that uh lowered carbon dioxide concentration with an optic nerve causes seeing a white light and that is what's happening with a near-death experience mm-hmm. um, so it's really interesting to see all these yeah. things that we always thought were supernatural 
are actually natural and have an explanation behind them. Yeah, the funny So yeah, I would probably mm-hmm. get into this just like because it's I find it to be really cool. Uh, but if I have to bring uh, like financial stability and everything into it, it would probably be uh, something in the lines of biomedical uh, in- engineering. Yeah, I mean industry always pays well. Safe yeah. bet. <laughs> I mean, you have a good start right now with what McMaster's Symbio, mm-hmm. right? You're one of the uh, people who are running it right now. So, I mean, I feel like you have a pretty diverse. I don't think, I feel like there's not one area of science you haven't really explored. Because I mean, we uh, a while ago we did the Big Data Challenge, which is more like some programming, right? Some math. We you're into doing neuroscience. Uh, Symbio is more biology and engineering. So I think whatever you pick, yeah, you should you have options at least. Um. Where's my question for this? Oh, okay. Quick, real quick. Uh, book recommendation if you haven't read it, Keon. I read this at uh, Thibode Library, you know, back before COVID-19 was a thing. Um, there's this book called uh, Spook uh, Science Tackles the Afterlife by Mary Roach. Have you read it? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I highly recommend it. Like, they, I don't, they bring up stuff like, you know how there's like an experiment about um, does the body weigh any... Le- uh, does it weigh less after the person dies? Right, there's like the 22 gram or something. I don't know. I thought it was super cool. You should check it out if you haven't already, because you seem to be really into this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I should definitely check yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, Sufal, you. I guess you. Maybe you can ask this one about. Uh, oops, sorry. <laughs> about extracurriculars number this one. Uh, before that, actually, I'll, I'll backtrack to it. I had a question in mind, but I'll backtrack to it later. So do you have any advice for people that might want to do something like all, your set of extracurriculars, whether it's Synbio or uh, your side section? Yeah, sorry, side section. Uh, do you have any advice for people that might want to start something like that? Or even if they want to be involved in your things, what advice might you have for them? Oh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, what does it take you on? Give us your secrets. <laughs> Reveal the secrets. <laughs> I think it would probably probably be to like what you do as cliche as it sounds i've kind of like encountered this uh this concept to love what you do because uh when you start something for a while it is good like it is easy and it's manageable Uh, but as you delve deeper into it and you go forward with it it gets so challenging that it becomes super easy to give up Um, so if you don't like it anymore then there's no incentive Mm -hmm. for you to stay in it but if you just start to do whatever you like, uh, even when it gets challenging, you have some sort of motivation to continue to do it. So even with things like size section, again, like as Marvin mentioned, like we started with a radio show that the workload was to for me and Sherry to just write a script, uh, like do some like Google search, write a script, and then talk about stuff. Uh, from right now, where we have to like collaborate with organizations. Uh, like talk to professors, some of which have requirements now because now that we have had like some cool guests on, so we have uh, like uh, so we actually we recently had a Nobel uh, Prize winner on our show. We still haven't what? published it yet, but it's kind of like a, uh, a exclusive. Okay, by the time this comes it, out, maybe maybe. So this was like an exclusive TMA uh, <laughs> news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the future, though, it's like it'll be months late. <laughs> yeah. So like when we are when we have reached that state of communicating with uh, these noble individuals it also comes with its own challenges so uh, with like the Nobel prize uh um, laureate that we talked to so we had to talk to his team and then he had to see the questions beforehand and then they got back to us had some changes that they wanted to make uh so from just like doing some Google search and publishing episodes, we, we are now dealing with these and stuff. And uh, I sometimes, I'm not going to like, I reached the point that I'm like, okay, I want to stop and I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. But again, because as I mentioned, like since I was a child, I was just like obsessed with this idea of like doing, like publishing something, putting it out there for people to look at it. That is the only thing that keeps me going. Uh, so yeah, my only... I, I'm not the kind of person I'm not the kind of person who would like give advice but if I have to it would to just be just like do what you want to do mm, yeah that's that's really good piece of advice I find that a lot of people they'll dive into something that you know it's cool uh, to use a very common slang term nowadays it gives them clout right, <laughs> right? so clout only lasts for so long like for example with like uh, our scenario 
editing a podcast. Editing a podcast for the first few days is cool, yeah, but then all of a sudden you start having little distractions, becomes more hard, like way more work. And then the clout, is it worth editing it? It only depends whether you actually like what you're doing. Yeah, you have right? to do it for yourself, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like what? Ha- like I noticed the same thing with like biology. Like before, like in high school, we could have just easily YouTubed something and watch a video and learn. So right now, like you cannot YouTube your courses like like it has gotten to a point where it's so challenging that youtube doesn't have any videos for it yeah like for the topics that you're learning so if you're not into biology then uh yeah yeah check (laughs) can only take you so far yeah (laughs) it costs money too (laughs) although education does as well right yeah Yeah. oh oh, you had a question earlier do you remember oh yeah this is a little bit of a backtrack but um i have no idea what the schooling system is like iran in iran so um, I'm sure. Do you still like keep in contact with friends who might have gone to university in Iran? And like, what are some big differences you feel? Because you're here, you uh, obviously you're not doing school there, right? So, so when you mentioned that, I'm, I just started laughing because recently one of them got married. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was just like really interesting to me. To see the fact that I'm struggling with my assignments while someone has... <laughs> was it, like, was it an arranged marriage or was it of their own choice? No idea. But I no just idea. know... Yeah, it was. I just saw it through a story on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I still do keep in touch with them. Um, I, I'm really close with them. Like, they're like my best friends. Yeah. Uh, like ever. It, the circle has gotten smaller because some people move on, just like move forward. Uh, but right now it's good because the best of them have stayed. Uh, so mm. now, you can, like as they said, like you now know who are the real ones. Yeah, um, yeah. People will slowly fling right. off of the circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel. I feel. Uh, there's one part of the question I don't think I clarified. Oh, yeah. Do you have any idea like what the schooling system is like there for university? Like, would you? Uh, and would you say it's more difficult there or here? Pretty much. Right. I assume university is more difficult here. Um, here oh wow right because uh, there the classes are smaller uh, so you can have direct contact with your professor Uh, classes are kind of like high school actually so there's like 20 people in each class you can just like talk to your professors and just like get to know them there is no such a thing as competing for like extracurriculars so even like with high school, um, like what I had to do back then was to just like study. Uh, and that was my only job. I didn't have to worry about extracurriculars, volunteer work, nothing. And everything I did was out of hobby and just me wanting to do it. Um, but here it's different because, and I think it's actually better when you look at it from outside because you're actually getting real life experiences. Like it might just seem like a, an extracurricular, but by being involved with it, you're like learning life experiences that you can never get those from a textbook. Yeah. Um, so I would say here would be more difficult. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Most of the time, like... uh just last night before recording this podcast um our podcast obviously released delayed but uh we released an episode with um a graduate student that uh, marvin's xta <laughs> my xta yeah <laughs> my orgo his, TA, his orgo TA from uh, the previous year and one thing she mentioned was the fact that like smaller class sizes definitely helped her like in university and it's just i i can't i can't tell anyone because i haven't experienced a smaller class size like that in university but it sounds great to me. Also, in terms of pricing, because that was something that came up in that podcast, is it more expensive there? Is it cheaper here? Or right. Do you have an idea? Um, so generally speaking, the conversion between uh, Iran's currency to dollar is like an astronomical number. Yeah. I would so imagine. I think. So I think every like thirty-two, uh, is it? So three hundred and twenty thousand units. Of the Iranian currency is like one dollar, some something oh, like it's that. that yeah. Bad. What? Um, so yeah, we we cannot like compare them really, but um, there there is this option to enter a university that is free. If so, what happens there is so you you like do your work in high school, then there's this big test, and in, in your fourth year, and after you do that test, that has like general sciences and like biology, physics, math, uh, things like that. After you do that, they what they do is they rank everyone 
from like one to, I don't know, two million. So each student would get a ranking of where they stay with compared to other students. And based on your ranking, now you yeah. can choose a major. So it's not like, oh, I like this major, I want to do it. So based on your ranking, oh. yeah. And people who have a good ranking have the opportunity to go to basically wherever they want and whatever major they want. And if they're, if your ranking is like well enough, you can get into programs that are free. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. tends to be like the uh, similar systems for a lot of like countries out in the right. east. Right. Yeah. Right. But 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 again, like I'm a big fan of the education system here, uh, because I think it's more hands on and you actually get like real life experiences. Like the fact that there's a forty hour requirement for everyone to do like community projects, like in high school. Yeah. I think that that's like the best thing ever. Yeah. The crazy thing is so many high schoolers will complain about the 40 hours. They don't want to do it. <laughs> it leads to and last year. People that right. come from outside of the country are like, you get to do 40 hours. Like, it's such a great idea. Right, let me do right. more. The contrast right. is crazy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only have one more question. Unless it's twofold. Do you have any other ones you want to ask before? Let's see if anything peaks from this one. Okay. I was going to ask, okay, because we talked about extracurriculars. We talked about, uh, I mean, huge part was size section, right? But I guess after being here a few years and, you know, having a little more freedom in terms of extracurriculars um i don't know like have you have you found any hobbies that you really enjoy okay can you say that like i didn't get oh yeah he asked whether uh have you found any hobbies that you particularly enjoy having been here for a few years like are there any new interests that have like you've been like oh i haven't done that before i'll try that and then you find out you liked it oh hobby yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. sorry i didn't i, I no didn't okay yeah, yeah. oh hobbies uh I used to play the piano, not anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but but the way I usually take a break, I think my hobby is to like do absolutely nothing, and by nothing, like I mean like absolutely nothing, just like lie in bed and do nothing. Literally um, nothing. No so TV guess, show. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So if I want to take a break, because I would feel like drained when I do like stuff. So again, big introvert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It would be a good idea to just like lie in bed and do absolutely nothing, just like scroll through my phone. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but but if it, like if but a nice hobby, uh, like if I had to give you a nice answer, it would probably be playing piano. Although I haven't played for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, if people ask me like what do I do as a hobby, I always mention that I play the violin, but it's been, it's been like three weeks since I've played. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Re- it's not as regular as it once was. Just because now I'm so packed right. with other things. I feel like it's yeah. hard to define hobbies right now because, especially during COVID, like I want to say I'm a dancer, but I look at my schedule like, when did I last dance? And I can't remember, right? But then I feel like it's still part of my identity versus something like reading. I, re- I read probably more often than I dance, but my first thought that comes to my mind is, isn't I'm a reader, right? So right now it's kind of a mixed situation. I feel like identify making a reader part of your personality or like that identification is such a big step because mm. dancing you've done for years, you like it, people right. are interested in it. Even if I took it. a year off I, and I came back, I had people like, yeah, he's a dancer, right? Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 You guys have the best hobby ever. Yeah. I wish I knew how to do. I don't <laughs> know. Dance, in yeah. 10 years when we have really <laughs> sore knees and our necks are like all messed up, <laughs> you'll say differently. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, see, that's the benefit. If you're if you're just lying in bed, chilling out, like, honestly, I do that sometimes too. Because my the worst thing for me is when you're focused on something, and I have, I'm like, what's another hobby I can do? Oh, let me go draw, right? And I'm like, wait, but drawing needs concentration. I don't want to concentrate on anything, right? So honestly, I'll just lie in bed sometimes too. Sometimes I end up sleeping, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like we're near the end of our podcast here. But I have one final question. I realized we didn't touch on this at all, and it's kind of a big factor in everyone's lives. Maybe we're just used to it. Um, so how has COVID affected you? You know, we're all quarantined uh, here in Toronto. We have our second wave, like just going crazy. So everyone's. Oh yeah, where are you right now? We're back onto stage two. Right, like, I'm in Aurora. How, Aurora, how's quarantine there? How's it affected you? Is there anything that you miss doing? Is there something that you miss doing that you used to do all the time? So, for, uh, first of all, I hate it. <laughs> I don't do yeah. not like it at all. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, it was a bit funny for me because everyone was, like in the beginning, not now, but uh, it was a bit funny because everyone was was complaining about like not, uh, like socially distancing and everything or like not going out. But again, as an introvert, I never go out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it was no different for me to 
so yeah so it, like it, it i didn't notice any changes yeah. but right now i actually am noticing changes because i think even to, like those day, day-to-day interactions of i don't know like taking the bus just like meeting someone even for one minute i think that is something that we used to take advantage of that when i like, go back i will probably never take it, uh, advantage of this um sorry take take it for granted um but uh and in terms of i don't know professionally speaking like with like with university and everything the fact that everything is online makes catching up a, a bit harder mm-hmm. uh, so if it was in person so i i saw this meme the other day it was about like professors saying that oh you only have 24 hours in a day uh, but they give you more work than 24 hours yeah uh, never mind i'm going off topic <laughs> no, <laughs> no that's okay. that's uh, a podcast before. 100% get that yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i the fact that it like everything is online like i have to kind of like watch a tv show i have to like watch these videos all day to catch yeah, up yeah. on everything um it is good so i i want to acknowledge the fact that we are living in a place um that is only dealing with this COVID-19 issue right now while there are other places in the world that are dealing with war or other yeah. uh, situations that in, that can in- include like poverty or hunger. So for sure, uh, I'm grateful for the fact that we are living in peace. Uh, but generally speaking, so because I might think that this, this might seem like a rich people problem complaining about social distancing yeah while while like in other parts of the world like we have issues like hunger poverty um women's rights things like that this is nothing compared to those uh but yeah i hope i hope i hope it changes soon yeah yeah i i remember a few months ago i had a realization like yes everyone here is struggling and i talked to one of my uh family friends kind of in bangladesh who I was once close with, don't really talk with as much. And he was mentioning how like they're in poverty right now. And it just occurred to me that I'm so fortunate to like, oh, I went outside. The fear of COVID, I'm able to sanitize. I'm able to quarantine in my own room comfortably. Him, on the other hand, he's not able to sanitize. He doesn't have his own room to quarantine in if he catches COVID. Like there's so many other problems that can stack on top with COVID that it really made me feel grateful that all I'm having to do is, you know, my biggest problem right now is the fact that my bed is behind me. I wake up there, I go to school like a meter away in my desk. And that's what I'm complaining about, which is nothing compared to him where he's struggling to, he doesn't have a computer to do online classes. So he's risking his life every day. Right. Trying to like get exactly. an education with COVID going on. Yeah, exactly. It's really humbling. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. So like just right now I complained about watching online videos. Well, yeah. again, like the fact that I have the opportunity to have an education, that is also a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything is uh, what's the saying? Somebody always has it worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all about perspective. Well, um, we have now reached more than an hour. Can you yeah. point one of the longest episodes? Yeah. And on top of that, normally we take breaks. We have not taken a single break. Yeah. This... W- yeah. You're gonna make Stufel's editing job way easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have any more questions. Do you have any? Uh, no. I mean, Keon, do you have any questions for us? Uh. You don't have to. So I was, I was actually going to suggest something. Yeah. So see, like th- th- this, this interview was really interesting to me because I was always sitting in the other side. Yeah. So, so I guess maybe your listen listeners also want to have you guys sit on the other side. So maybe we can have someone interview you guys on TMA. Yeah, that that should Ooh. happen soon. <laughs> that was actually an interesting idea. I forgot whose episode yeah. it was. But out of the blue, they started asking us questions. It might have been Daryl. Right. It was Perul. But we were not ready for her like for her to ask <laughs> us questions. And we're just kind of yeah. stammering like, oh, okay. It's, it's a really interesting concept. It could be a nice, like, uh, unique episode. Yeah. One of them. You know, yeah. you know what I kind of yeah. want? I know one of our ideas, what I wanted to do was have almost a fake formal interview where you interview me and I interview you. Uh, like, so, uh, Mr. Deb, uh, I've seen your resume. Uh, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself? <laughs> and then yeah. it's like, so where do you see yourself in five years, Sufal? Like a fake interview. Yeah, fake us. interview on TMA. It could right? be a good special episode. Right, because we're making fun yeah. of Tell Me About and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if that's it, then I guess, as usual, we always ask the guests at the end to plug any socials, anything they want people to follow, any good resources. Um, so, yeah, is there anything that you want to plug here? Right. Probably it would be side section. Check it out. Yeah. Um, especially we have this research competition coming up. It, it is. I don't think it would be 
so yeah, I, I'm not going to promote to register right now, but you guys can like check it out if you want for future years. So it's mm-hmm. at Canada Kirk. Um, it's, it's a re- research competition for students in Canada, undergraduate students in Canada. So if you would like to write a paper and uh, just like come, uh, have a chance to be published in a peer-reviewed uh, journal, this is your chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the competition is actually for beginners, so you don't really need to have really great research experiences. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, besides that, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you guys uh, for having me. It was really cool. What I really like about your show that I think we can never do uh, in side section is the fact that with you guys, it's more like a conversation, like an informal, friendly conversation rather than like a show. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really cool. Like for people who are listening, it's cool to see that it's exactly like the real life Marvin and Sufal. Uh, We're not putting exactly, on a mask, right? Yeah. It, it, it's exactly it's exactly the same as the TMA Marvin and Sufal. And so the yeah. fact that you're staying like authentic uh like with your show. Again, it's like that informal conversation. It, like I really like that. Yeah. Keep keep up the great work. Uh, our goal <laughs> from the start was to if you're a listener, we want you to kind of just feel like you're part of the conversation without actually talking. You know, you're just listening to it and it's like, oh, you're learning about the person who's telling us about themselves. Yeah. yeah. See, I, oh, I was gonna say. See, for size section, I don't know. It, it really depends on the person because I know some people they don't want to get straight to the point. They just prefer long form conversations. But even me, sometimes I'm just like, I really don't have fifty minutes, right? I just want to get information from an interview in ten minutes or something, right? So it kind of depends on what you're looking for. But I guess Sufal, you can close us out with all your your classic yeah. outro here. Yeah. So first of all, just want to thank you, Kian, for yes, coming you. on. We're in our reading week. You took a uh, multiple hours off to uh, be interviewed by us um, so thank you for that uh, it's my pleasure if, yeah, and if you guys are interested in being on our podcast feel free to contact, contact us at tellmeaboutofficial at gmail.com or on Instagram tellmeaboutpodcast uh, other than that thank you for listening yeah and we'll talk, See you in another talk to you guys in a, another episode yeah bye bye